Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jace and Dedeker, how are we doing today? We are doing so good because today yeah. we are starting a new book. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Get I thought the this trumpets, day would never come. The dancing <laughs> girls and uh, throw some rice. No, that's a wedding. I do think there are trumpets in this book. I don't know about dancing girls or rice. But this who knows? Great. We'll find out. There might okay. be. So Exodus starts off with a bang with the story of Moses. And since I was a small child, the story of Moses has been like one of my favorite stories. Really? In the Bible. Yes. It, it's a story that goes on for a long time. Like there's a lot of plot points. There's a lot that happens. But it has been, you know, the story of Moses has been made into like a film version so many times. And oh, yeah. For good reason, because it's very cinematic. But I wanted to ask you before we even get started... Do you know anything about the story of Moses? I know that he has a staff. Oh, okay. okay. At oh, least right. in right. the, I always remember him in like long burlap robes with a <laughs> staff. Okay. And he has a beard and he holds a giant thing called the Ten Commandments. Uh-huh. And I think it's on one slab of rock. And he parts a sea, and they're leaving someplace, but I don't know where. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything else that you remember from, you know, just are they going to Israel? We'll we'll get there, but I'm just curious what you remember. Uh, Maybe they're going to Israel. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Okay. Done. Okay. That's that's essentially it. Have you gotten like? Have you been told anything about Moses's origin story? Nah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. This yeah. is okay. Great. Yeah. This is exciting. He's okay. So yeah. Dude. So where we left off last time was when we finished off Genesis. It was the very, very tail end of the story of Joseph. And now, Jace, do you know what's the gap in time between mm. when Genesis ends and Exodus starts? Because I don't think it's instantaneous. Uh, no. Well, we're going to get that recap at the beginning of the book. Oh, we are. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. It's gonna so we'll kind of get a sense. Give us how we get to where we are now. Got it. From where we just were. Yeah. Great. So what are we drinking today? Ooh. Well, so I have this apple crumble infused cider from Zephyr Cider Company in New Zealand. And let me tell you, it is so good. It does taste like apple apple crumble, crumble? but in drink form and a little bit alcoholic. It's really, really tasty. Mm, That sounds really good Mm -hmm. and very festive. It does it sound of the season. It is seasonally appropriate. That yeah. is true. Yeah. What are you drinking? Well, I am drinking a Mayberry IPA, which is, I, is yeah. Like it, made of Mayberries? No, it's just that's what it's called, the Mayberry IPA. I'm like, I don't know what a Mayberry is. <laughs> I don't know either. I can look it up, but it's just called the Mayberry IPA. It's a local beer. 
And it's nice. good. I mean, it's a light IPA. It's nothing like spectacularly hoppy, but it's kind of like a starter IPA, as in like it's a trainer, like like a starter bra. So like you think a training that I could, bra. It's a that trainer I could drink IPA. It? So I you might be able it, to. Okay. I mean, it's right. not like punch you in the face IPA. No way. Okay. Maybe I'll it's start with though. my training bra starter IPA. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Perfect. What are you drinking, Jace? You know what? I'm just drinking some Maker's Mark because I was feeling like uh, being a classy whiskey gentleman. I don't know. Nice. Nice. <laughs> cool. Solid, solid choice. Solid That's what choice. I was I feeling that. today. Yeah. 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 Classic Excellent. whiskey boy. Okay, cool. So. Before we get into this, we wanted to ask all of our listeners to remember to read responsibly and drink responsibly. And yes, you can drink the drink of your choice while you're drinking along with us, or you can listen to us while you are in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it's time for Exodus. Exodus chapter a one. Oh. Now, 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 these are the names of the sons of Israel who came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Jacob. Okay. We, we were just here. We and were here just we here. here again. But right. in case you took a break between books, which we did not really, but uh, <laughs> just the recap. All right. These are the names of the sons. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All the souls who came out of the Jacob's body. That's, that's odd. Strange. Came out of the Jacob. Okay. <laughs> that came out of the Jacob's body were 70 souls, and Joseph was in Egypt already. Joseph died, as did all his brothers and all that generation. Okay. So we're kind of jumping forward in time where... And we're like, these people be dead. They're dead, Yes. The children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them. What okay, does that so mean? Like, what makes a mighty man? I think more mighty tribes as in... It's more numbers. It's uh, mighty numbers. There's a lot of Hebrews in Egypt now. Okay. okay. And and probably that they're influential and, you know, doing well, true. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now... There arose a new king over Egypt who didn't know Joseph. Okay, Uh-oh. so this king is like, I've heard maybe stories of the Joseph guy, but I never met him. I never saw him. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. So the new king over Egypt, he said to his people, behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Whoa. Come, let us deal wisely with them lest they multiply. And it happens that when any war breaks out, they also join themselves to our enemies and fight against us and escape out of the land. So the new Pharaoh is like, there's a lot of Hebrews here. I think we need to nip this in the bud because they may turn against us. Um, yeah. Wow. Because apparently the Egyptians are just not having as many babies as the Israelites are. Well, they're not God's chosen people. Maybe they're I spilling seed true. instead of planting it. That's true. I can Ooh. totally see the Egyptians being into spilling seed. They're like very metropolitan and into that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I could totally see that. All, All right. right. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. They built storage cities for Pharaoh, Pithom and Ram- Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and the more they spread out. They hmm. were grieved because of the children of Israel. The Egyptians ruthlessly made the children of Israel serve, and they made their lives 
with bitter, with hard service, in mortar and in brick, and in all manner of service in the field, all their service in which they ruthlessly made them serve. Okay, so we've said serve four times in this sentence, five times actually, so... Really, it's it's slavery. At least that's the way that you know the simplest way that the story is is wrapped up is that the Egyptians kind of I don't know. It seems like they kind of they coerced the Hebrews into servitude or slavery of some kind. Yeah, I wonder if when they said they were mightier than us, they didn't actually mean that, but meant more like they're big enough to be intimidating. So let's you know make them let's servants now. Let's yeah. like kind of enslave them and put them in servitude now before they get out of hand. Right. Yeah. The king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of the one was Shifra, and the name of the other Pua. Okay, so we got two midwives, midwives. Hebrew midwives, Shifra and Pua. And he said, When you perform the duty of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, that thing that we all know and love. If it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. That's the opposite of what we normally see. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that the pharaoh is kind of trying to get ahead of the population here. So just like all women all the time and then they're not going to inherit anything? Well, they maybe they won't reproduce as much and they also they won't have the makings of an army, essentially. Mm. I think it's more about the army because I suppose having a lot more women and fewer men, you can still procreate just as quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's appropriate, but it would probably also mean that there's more of a population that if the Egyptians wanted to, you know, kind of steal some of these surplus Hebrew women, they could. That's true. That's true. Also, I mean, we're killing 50% of all your newborn babies. So that alone is going to trim the population down. That also does it. Okay. But the midwives feared God and didn't do what the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the baby boys alive. Whoa. Yeah. The king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and have saved the men children alive? Men children. (laughs) The men children. Men children. Men children. All right. The midwife said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women aren't like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife comes to them. What? <laughs> I think that's an excuse. I don't, that's kind of a weak argument, but sure. Yeah, they're like, we, we can't even get there in time to kill the babies. Like, they're just multiplying. They're just, they got those strong uteruses, these Hebrew women. They just pop them right out before we yeah, even Egyptian get there. women really like sure. to take their time and savor the childbirth experience. Gosh, how unfortunate. Okay. God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. It happened, because the midwives feared God, that he gave them families. Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, You shall cast every son who was born into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. This translation with save alive, (laughs) that's a little odd. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I'm going to look up a translation, because I'm curious. Yes. How Let's that, that phrase. We're saving them alive. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it is very strange. I don't know why one would say that. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all the other ones either say save alive, but every daughter really? ye shall save alive. Yeah, hmm. that's, uh, let's see. Yeah, like King James is, and every daughter ye shall save alive. But all of the more modern-ish translations basically just says, and every daughter you will let live, or you will let every daughter live, or... But let the girls live is the message Bible. Let those girls live. Well, that's cute. Yeah. Anyway, eh, pretty basic. But I'm actually surprised at how many translations use this save alive expression. Yeah, that yeah. is surprising. 
So you were asking earlier about kind of how much time goes by, and I did look it up, and actually that just now from Jacob's family staying in Egypt and then dying after Joseph died to Pharaoh ordering all the firstborn sons to be killed or all of the the sons to be yeah. killed. Yeah. That was over five, six, seven, eight. That was over 200 years, like 250 oh, years wow. just went by. Goodness. Okay. So this was a long Jeez. process of enslaving the Israelites. I yeah. see. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So the new king, it makes sense that the new king would show up and like wouldn't know anything about Joseph. It was just all he knows is like, why are all these Hebrews living in our land? They're not yeah. us. They deal with sheep and have right. too many babies. So we need to nip this in the bud. Got it. Right. I would not have gotten the impression it was that long. I would have thought maybe, <laughs> you know, 50 years or something, like one generation mm-hmm. of people. Yeah, but no, goodness. this was a long time. We we're several generations yeah. down the line now. Definitely. Wow. All right. Well, that was the end of that chapter. Okay. Let's just keep on going. Yep. Exodus 2. A man of the house of Levi went and took a daughter of Levi as his wife. Wait, the That's Levi? Confusing. Yeah, the Levi. Uh-huh. Yeah, that Levi. I thought that he was like way back in the day, Levi. Well, Levi was one of the 12 sons of Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. But you just said the word 200. Yes, but they became like the tribes of those people. Oh, so it's like a even man Re- of the house of Levi. Yes. I see. So I even see, though I see. Reuben's definitely dead and gone, you're still like of the tribe of Reuben, Reuben or of the tribe or house of Levi or Dan or okay. whatever. Because if I need to remind you, Emily, that Father Abraham had many sons and many sons had Father Abraham. I am and we're one talking of them like everyone. and so are you. So oh, I am no. one of them and so are you. So we're all sons of Abraham. Well, and okay. praising the Lord. Yes. And we're all praising the Lord, right? So maybe you are. <laughs> so in this, like a daughter of Levi and a man of the house of Levi just means a descendant, right? I see. Cool. Okay. The woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him <laughs> three months. Okay, you wait, are a so, fine child. Okay, because I can understand if it's like, okay, you give birth to a baby boy and you don't want to kill it because it's your baby. So right. you hang on to it. But I love this qualifier that it's like she had to first see that he was a fine child. Like was, it wasn't like, so... mm, I'm disappointed in this one. I really don't mind. But he was like, <laughs> oh, this is a sweet baby. I got to hang on to this one. I like that this you say a, awesome sweet, baby. a sweet baby. It's like, oh, a sweet baby. It's like, no, I mean a sweet baby. No, I mean like a sick baby is what <laughs> I'm referring like to. Super sick. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm looking up some other translations. What some of them are mentioning is saying healthy and beautiful. And so I think it is oh, kind of like we sweet. talked about before with naming children later on. Yeah. That it's like because a lot of children would die early on after being born, it's kind of like once she saw he's healthy enough and I guess beautiful. Then she hid him away. (laughs) How important that is. Yeah. All right. So she hid the baby. I imagine it must be hard to hide a baby. Well, apparently because if we go on when she could no longer hide him. Uh, She's like, this baby is just like keeps crying and carrying on. Like I just, yeah, it's hard to hide this baby. Well, because they don't cry very much right away, but kind of. Do they not? Yeah. Like newborn babies don't cry a lot. But after they get a little bit older, they cry more. Yeah. Interesting. They learn that that's a thing that they can do to get fed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's all downhill from there. (laughs) Exactly. 
When she could no longer hide him, she took a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and with pitch. She put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. His sister stood far off to see what would be done to him. Okay, hang on. So she's, okay, so she's basically like, okay, we can't hide this baby in the house anymore. And it's unclear, like, I think this part has very much been up to interpretation in many different film versions. It's unclear if it's like... Was this a moment of duress where it's like there's some Egyptian guards coming and I can't hide this baby and so I need to like hide it in the rivers, like someplace that they're not going to find it clearly? Or was this more of a like somehow this is going to be a temporary solution until I figure out how to actually hide this baby? And in the meantime, we're going to just like keep him in the river like it's not it's I'm not sure. Yeah. So so she put him in this little papyrus basket that she sealed up with tar and pitch and placed it in the reeds by the river's bank. Oh my God, I just realized this is going to be Moses. Oh, you just realized that? So you do know things. No, but I mean, like who else would it be? Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's 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 definitely like the beginnings of a very mythological origin story. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's like some reed baby. <laughs> He's going to be a big deal. Just you wait. Right. It's like a peach boy in Japanese fairy tales. Was he also was left like, in a river? Was he born in a peach? He came out of a peach. Yeah. There's definitely this theme with mythology. And I know that he would like wasn't born out of this reed basket, but I think there's this theme of like that your epicness even starts when you're a baby. That's how you know you're right. really epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How would you be born of a peach? Magic. Yeah, you know. It's like that movie Face Off when Nicolas Cage what? just looks Wait. at that woman. <laughs> what? Sorry, no, I'm going to no, let go you keep on, going. Go just, on. That was the last thing I was expecting you to say, so. No, I, he's eating this peach and he's like, I could eat a peach for days. And he just is like, he's like grossly eating it at her. Yeah. I could eat a peach for days. It is real creepy. Anyways, that was a huge non sequitur. Why don't you talk about this river boy? Okay. This reed boy. boy. Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe at the river. Her maidens walked along by the riverside. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her handmaid to get it. She opened it and saw the child. And behold, the baby cried. Whoa. She had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Dun, dun, dun. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Oh, okay. So wait, Moses' sister. She was watched sitting, this happen. Watching over the basket. And oh, then she uh. jumped in. Okay. So then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Should I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. The maiden went and called the child's mother. Because her mom also, I guess, because yeah, exactly. she's sister. Oh, here's a random woman. Yeah, I'm just going to find Hebrew. A, a Hebrew lady. Yeah, just random. Yeah. Not the mother, obviously. Okay, so no problem. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. The woman took the child and nursed it. The child grew. And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter because he became her son. It doesn't say because. It just says, and he became her son. Yes. And he became her son. (laughs) Got it. So the child grew. She brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. So do you think the mom like did this just for, because then like he would be safe? That's the entire reasoning behind this? 
I don't know if the mom had this. Pl- I don't. I mean, that seems a little far fetched that the mom would plan. I'm going to hide my baby in the river, and Pharaoh's daughter is going to come and find him, and then want to adopt him. Like that seems like a little bit too much to plan. I don't Though, think the mom had a plan other on. than like I need to hide this baby. I had never considered this before, but if I'm going to leave aside all the ways this story has been told to me before, Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe at the river. That's probably something she does with some regularity. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. At that spot, perhaps. It's not out of the question that yep. these people would have known that she would go there. See? Interesting. That had never in a million years occurred to me. But Well, sometimes you need people who know absolutely nothing <laughs> exactly. to give you a new perspective on life and on these Bible stories. That's true. But still, though, like, how would she know that pharaoh's daughter would like want to adopt a random hebrew baby well they may have known that pharaoh's daughter was kind-hearted or you know and look at he's such a fine boy and it's true it's like who can if anyone finds this boy there's no way that they're going to be like oh this is a trash boy they're going to be like oh we need to hang on to this boy it could be a combination of things though it could be a combination of desperation of like i can't hide this kid any longer okay here's our last ditch effort let's hide him here by the river yeah, he's going to die or right. maybe he won't. Right, let's give him a chance that maybe yeah. Pharaoh's daughter is going to be all right. Okay, she named him Moses and said, because I drew him out of the water. Called it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in those days when Moses had grown up that he went out to his brothers and looked at their burdens. He saw an Egyptian striking a Hebrew, one of his brothers. Whoa. He looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Dang. Wow. Is this a good boy? I mean, he's, you know, protecting his people. Yeah, he's a good boy. Did he need to kill them? Maybe he didn't mean to. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That's like what a like what a a serial killer, a young serial killer might say. <laughs> wow. Okay, fine. <laughs> I feel like Dedeker's being very defensive of Moses right I now because he's her hero. He's my boy. <laughs> okay. He's a fine boy. So they say. He went out on the second day and behold, two men of the Hebrews were fighting with each other. He said to him who did the wrong, why do you strike your fellow? <laughs> Do I need a better voice for Moses? What does Moses say? Why do you like? strike your fellow? <laughs> well, bear in mind, you're going to have to commit to that voice for a long time. I'm so. into it. Is this whole book about Moses? Uh, much of it is. I don't know if the whole thing is, but much of it is. He said to him who did the wrong, why did you strike your fellow? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll experiment with it. Okay. He said, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you plan to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Dang, they knew that it was him already. Moses was was afraid. Talk of the town. Moses was afraid and said, Surely this thing is known. Well, Well, it makes sense. Like he saved this Hebrew from an Egyptian, or maybe he didn't, because it says he looked this way and that way. We saw that there was no one. Maybe he waited for that Hebrew who was struck to leave and And then was like, He followed the Egyptian. Then he struck him in a different way. Yeah. But somehow someone found out. Someone saw. Someone tattled. Wow. Okay. Continuing on. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to kill Moses. No. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and lived in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. 
that just seems like such a right. inconsequential detail. <laughs> we sat down by a well. Now, the priest of Midian had seven daughters. They came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. The shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. I think I'm seeing a, a theme here with Moses so far. Kind of that standing he likes up, water. Standing up for the underdog. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good theme for sure. Right? Okay. When they came to rule their father... He said, how is it that, wait, what? Oh, I see. When the women came back. Okay, so when they came to rule their father, he said, how is it that you've returned so early today? They said. Nice, nice rule voice. (laughs) Thank you. They said, an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds. And moreover, he drew water for us and watered the flock. An Egyptian. He said to his daughters, where is he? Why is it that you have left the man? Call him (laughs) that he may eat bread. Moses was content to dwell with the man. He gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter. Wait, how old is Moses at this point? Because I kept thinking of like a 15-year-old boy. I mean, maybe. Well, he's maybe he's old enough to kill a man and old enough to be given a daughter for marriage. Dang. Let me just say, before you finish this chapter, things are happening so fast. I feel like even faster than Genesis. Like, so many things in the first two chapters of this book. But this is like, we're it's all exposition right now. So I I forgive it. You know what I mean? Okay, all right. There's a lot of exposition. I'm looking up. Nailed it. Yes, well done. This is like going to keep going right over that (laughs) one. Let's not. (laughs) All right. Boy, I'm trying to look. It's hard to do math about dates in BC because they go backwards. Yeah, I can't even like you tell me a number and I'm like, wow, it sounds big. It sounds big. (laughs) According to this Bible timeline here, it looks like Moses might have been 40 at this point. What? Wow, okay. Gosh. What happened? Like... What? <laughs> okay. Or, or in his late 30s, maybe? Dang. Look at that. Or late 30s to 40-ish. She is. Yeah. Wow. So anyways, he gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter. She bore a son, and he named him Gershom. For he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. He's suddenly a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. But he did. But he I did. think in, in other translations that line is I've been a stranger in a strange land, which is where what? that what? book title comes from is from that Bible verse. Mm-hmm. It's Moses yeah. saying I've been a stranger in a strange land. Yeah. Yeah. It happened in the course of those many days that the King of Egypt died. Oh, finally that asshole. Dang. Yeah. yeah. And the children of Israel sighed because of the bondage <sighs> and they cry came up to God because of the bondage. <laughs> That makes cries, you know, louder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The bondage does. Yeah. God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Once again, God's like, oh, whoops. Ooh, that's yeah. right. Like I when he remembered the ball Noah. Here, haven't I? I yeah. feel like God just like sits up there with a martini most days. <laughs> and then he's like, oh. Crap. Well, keep reading. Uh, no, that totally fits with this image. Keep reading, Jace, to the last verse. God saw the children of Israel, and God was concerned about them. See? That totally fits the martini image where he's like, I'm not doing anything about it quite yet, but I'm just really concerned about yeah, these kids oh, here. Jeez. Slipping the martini. There's <laughs> yeah. some stuff going on. I'm going to take a sip of this martini. Wow. 
there was a lot that happened in those first two chapters. Yeah, seriously, so much happened. But but again, Moses think, aged like forty years. But we're setting up the exposition, right? Like we want to just rush through the yes. backstory so we can get to the real meat of the story here. It's just that, like most cinematic retellings of the story spend a lot of time in these first two chapters kind of really filling in the gaps because it it jumps forward in time a bunch it's like you don't know anything about his childhood you don't know anything about him living literally as royalty of egypt you Mm. know and so i think a lot of like films have kind of tried to fill in those parts of the story essentially because there's a lot of interesting potential there right yeah totally what was the there was a movie that i remember watching as a kid that also had a baby who got put into a basket and kind of sent down the river and found by someone and it wasn't prince of egypt or the ten commandments no it was like a fantasy fantasy story like un- unrelated to Bible anything, but clearly was oh. using the same imagery. Are you thinking of the secret of Ron Inish? No. The secret of Ron Inish was like, they built like that floating cradle that they would put out on the sea. And then it escaped one day with a baby in it. And then he lived with the seals. What? <laughs> haven't you just, uh, I, I don't know. This you movie. haven't seen this movie is fantastic. The secret of Ron Inish. It's all about like Irish folklore and stuff. It's an amazing huh. movie. I, yeah. I have not heard of it's such great. a film. Yeah, I wish I okay. could. I wish I could remember the name of it. Willow. You remember oh, this yes, movie? Oh yes, that did happen in Willow. That's right. What's Willow? The Daikini baby, the human baby that they found in the river. Yeah, Willow was this yeah. movie that came out in 1988, and I remember really liking. As well, a that kid. was the year I was born. <sighs> I I still saw it. It was a year after I was born. I still ended up seeing it when I was a little kid. It's a solid film. Yeah, but there's, yes, so this is sort of like the chosen one type of thing, and the baby's put yeah. in the river, and this dwarf finds it, and he ends up having to take care of it and using it to, like, battle the evil queen. Again, like, kind of high fantasy kind of stuff. That's a great movie. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, d- I never made the Moses connection. Yeah, I remember at some point in my childhood making that connection, but then it just came to me when we were talking about that story. I was like, wait, I remember this movie. Okay. Well, all right. Well, okay. Here we are. Exodus 3. Okay. Now Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro, his father in law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the wilderness and came to God's mountain, to Horeb. (laughs) I really, somehow, the image of to the back of the wilderness, I just was imagining them like, on stage with little cardboard, you know, cutouts of the wilderness. <laughs> and he took them like to the back of it. Like, I, I don't know. All the way upstage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that's a very strange imagery. Yeah. The back of the wilderness. <laughs> the angel of Yahweh appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Wait, is that the burning bush? Yeah, or was there a the burning, burning bush, bush before? No, this no, is the no, one. No, no, This is the one and only the OG burning bush. Okay, I've heard of this. Right. So and that's the, random. So this that's is also really random. significant because Yahweh is talking to people directly again, but in a new oh, way. He hasn't been doing that in a while. That's true. Right? Like God never spoke directly to Joseph, even. He spoke to him yeah. with dreams. That's true. But never actually talked to him in the same way that he did with like you know, Jacob Isaac and slash Israel and Jacob. Yeah. So he's trying this new like Bush software. I assume the advantage is like getting people's attention and getting you to take it seriously. 
Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Or he's okay. just kind of like, I'm going to try something new, you know? Yeah. I'm he's like, whatever. Today. I can be a bush. I'm going to be a burning bush. Let's do this. So, all right. He looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Moses said, I will turn aside now and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. When <laughs> Yahweh saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Is that, wait, is that God's voice? <laughs> no, I love it. Well, it's Go God's it. burning voice. Yeah, yeah. His burning voice. It's just him when he's burning, okay, as a bush. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. He sounds like he a said, smoker. Yeah, he might be. Well, because he was burning. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Thank you. He said, here I am. No, no this no, no, is no, Moses. No, that's now. Moses. Oh, oh. He it's, said, yeah. here I am. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he said, and I think this is God, don't come close. Take off your sandals from off your feet, for the place you are standing is, on is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Oh, this is... This is the whole like, what are you doing? Like averting my eyes, oh Lord. Oh like, yeah, the, he's like, don't avert, your, don't grovel. <laughs> so sick of <laughs> it. What is this from? Why are you guys? But think about what? I don't know. It's think from about Monty the fact Python like, and the Holy Grail. Uh, yeah. But think about the fact that like Joe, or sorry, not we're not on Joseph, we're on Moses now. That Moses, up to this point, he's been raised as an Egyptian. He knows he has some Hebrew heritage, but he probably didn't have any connection to the religion or to Yahweh really like maybe he had an intellectual sense of like yeah this is what the Hebrews worship and so that's why God has to be like first God's like hey Moses hey Moses Moses over here over here oh by the way I'm the God of your father yeah Abraham Isaac you know like this God this is who I am so like he has to explain to Moses I'm a big God who he is he's like I'm a big God yeah I'm connected to you you just you never realized it till now right yeah so okay Yahweh said, I have surely, surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land and to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Oh, milk and honey again. Yeah. Yeah, that gets used a lot. I know. Everyone loves milk and honey. To the place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Pizzizzivite. Nope, nope. Try again. Parasite? Surely it's parasite. Must be. Or parasite. Parasite. The Hivite and the Jezubite. Jebusite. I think Jebusite Jeb- is how you would say that. <laughs> Jebusite. <laughs> love it. Love it. Now behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. Moreover, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppresses them. This is still God. Them. This is still God. You're not doing the voice Oh, sorry, anymore. sorry, sorry. Come now, therefore. <laughs> this has changed multiple times. Yeah. I've, I've become like a woman now. I'm like some witch woman. <laughs> Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, and you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Moses said to God, uh, uh, 
uh, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Yeah, Moses is like, I literally just met you. I had no idea there was any connection until today. Like, I'm living a peaceful life with these sheep. He said, and I'm assuming this is God, certainly I will be with you. (laughs) I love it. No, do it. I don't know. The beer is talking. I can't, okay? Certainly I will be with you. This will be the token to you that I have sent you. When you have brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. What mountain? The, There's this, a mountain? This mountain that they're on right now. They're on a yes. mountain? Yes. The, maybe, I thought maybe. they were in the first, near a bush. Yes, a bush. It is possible for bushes to grow on mountains. No, they were in so a bush that's... on a mountain. I thought they were okay. in the back of the wilderness. Back of the wilderness, and they're at God's mountain, which is Horeb. Okay. That's where they okay. are. Okay, got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. Glad you knew that. Okay. Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and tell them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. Okay, no, hang on. Sorry, Emily. That line was all in caps. So. Okay, sorry. I am who I am. I don't want to like scream into the microphone. Could you maybe just that's get, essentially could maybe put some reverb on it? Like I get, am who I am. Nice. That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. It's good. <laughs> and he said, you shall tell the children of Israel this. I am has sent me to you. What? I am he, has sent me to you. What? He is the great I am. I am. It's just, oh. I am. I am who I am, or I am that I am. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Right. Yes, and Mary, did you know? Oh, yes. The great I the am. The great I, I am. am. Yep, that's where Wait, it comes so did from. You never, did you never understand that line before? I don't understand any of that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I just sang it. <laughs> It'll be a few years okay. till we till you understand it. And then even then, that's a maybe. Yeah, because that's about Jebus, and this is about God. But wait a minute, are God and Jesus the same person and also the Holy Ghost? Whoa, okay, Emily, oh, you skipped okay. to like final semester of theology school. Let's we'll get there eventually. <laughs> no, I, we never will. Okay, but yeah, will. okay, but that's this is our first reference to one of the names of God being I am or I am who I that's am. That's a name of God. Yeah, doesn't he yeah. have a lot of names already? He does, but this is one more. Why not? All right. All right. Yeah. I am has sent me to you. God said, moreover to Moses, you shall tell the children of Israel. God's voice. Oh, well, I know, but God like is thinking things or like becoming less, (laughs) less burned at this this moment. (laughs) Fine. God said, moreover to Moses, you shall tell the children of Israel this Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. (laughs) And the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and tell them, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Good Lord. It's like Daenerys again. You know, Seriously. The Daenerys, breaker of mother chains, of mother Jacob, of Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and everyone else on this freaking planet has appeared to me saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perez Hiltonite, the Hivite, and the Jezubite to a land of crap, (laughs) to a land flowing with milk and honey. Sweet. 
milk and honey for days. Yeah. They will listen to your voice and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt and you shall tell him, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to Yahweh our God. Sacrifice? They're going to take yeah, some like anim- animals and animal sacrifice sacrifices. them? Yeah. Still a thing that's being done at this time. It's still it's still popular. It's going to be popular it. for a long time, Emily. Hating it. Hating it. Yeah. I know that the king of Egypt won't give you permission to go. No. Not by a mighty hand. I will put forth my hand, bam, and strike <sighs> Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst of it. And after that, he will let you go. I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it will happen that when you go, you shall not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor and of her who sojourn, sojourns, sojourns. Sojourns. sojourns, there's no R, sojourns in her house, jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters." You shall despoil the Egyptians. Okay, this is that's a this lot. This is news God. to me because yes, Sunday school got the whole burning bush story. God shows up, says, you know, go ask for your people back, and I'm going to bless them. This part of like you're also going to steal gold and silver and jewels from the Egyptians. That's new. No and one put told them me on that part babies. of the plan. Exactly. No one told me that part of the plan. Like. I feel like this story was always told to me that it's like, no, no, no. The plan is just get the Hebrews out of slavery. But this, like, you're going to despoil the Egyptians? Like, that's major. Yeah, like, you're going to get all their stuff. Although, you know what, though? Not not, not in keeping with the story we've had so far, where it's like... No, it's not surprising. It's just different from how it was told to me. Mm, it yeah. makes it seem less noble. You know, it's very noble if the story is just, I'm going to go rescue my people. It seems less noble if it's like, I'm going to rescue my people. Oh, and I'm going to try to take as much commercial goods as I possibly can on the way out. <laughs> well, you know, they got to have some, you know, goods to start their new life is all that I'm saying. Some spoils. Some spoils. Can I ask yeah. you to something? What's that? What? I've Because I knew that we were starting this about Moses, I just had this song stuck in my head. When Cameron was in Egypt's <laughs> land, let, let my, my Cameron go. go. Wait, what? Let my Cameron go? What? What, what was that from again? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, it's let my people go? It's not let my it's, Cameron it's, go? It's, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Well, well really we're going to get that. to the actual let my people go line oh, sh- oh, later on. That's going to cool. come a little bit later on. Yeah. Oh, see? Yeah. Okay. But this is setting that up, right? But it's who's like, Cameron? He's the guy from Ferris Bueller. Oh, but he's not saying. He's okay, not in the wait. story. That's, he's not, he's in, not the story in the story or the song. He's not Who in the Who is it song. in the song then? It's let my people go in the I song. I know, but he said when Cameron was in Egypt's land, is it when... Someone I think it's when else? Moses. When Moses. when Moses. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound as good as Cameron. <laughs> well, because you heard that version first, maybe. <laughs> oh my goodness, Emily. Wow. What? No, I think this is, I think this my... is great. No, I love, like, I love, the, like, I just love getting a snapshot of, like, your exposure to the Bible exactly. in these weird little piecemeal 
like scattered pieces all across culture and so it's like trying to reframe the bible based on those like little weird cultural enigmas and outliers that show up like that's really fascinating but there's a lot of different names in the bible yeah i mean and so i just scrolled a bunch of them and so i figured that cameron was in there so i didn't think that i was wrong but apparently i was as far as i remember cameron is not in the bible but who knows i don't know no, I don't think Cameron's a biblical name. Sorry. But yes, well, Ferris Bueller was making a parody for that. Like a parody on the song that all of us kiddos grew up I didn't, singing. I didn't know that song. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Wow. Okay. My goodness. I think what you were kind of getting at there, Dedeker, how this story is different than you thought, where it's like, we're also going to take all their stuff, right? That it's not just like, we're going to protect our people and run. And I think that that's something we noticed in Genesis too, is that Mm. these stories that were presented to us as kids as like, look at how noble these heroes are and look at how good they are and how God blessed them for being so good. And then you actually read the stories and you're like, no, it's not about just like being whatever our like modern day sensibility of good is. It was like, Mm. no, they were these chosen people by God and did stuff, but like got sick gains from it. And, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow. And, and were also conquerors and, and killed people and took right. over people's yeah. lands. They were still very much self-interested. And manipulated oh, sure. people yeah. and conned people. And yeah, that there's a lot more sort of like. Um, to it than just everyone being good, good men or good women. Yeah, like there's not that modern sensibility of like your good characters are all the way good all the time and your bad characters all the way bad. That it's like, Mm. no, all of them are just kind of humans, you know, and some we might like more than others, but that's kind of irrelevant because they're just doing stuff and being like fully real characters, I guess. I I don't know. Maybe I'm being, maybe I'm giving the Bible too much credit now, but I actually think it's really interesting to see like, it isn't this super black and white morality thing that at least I was taught the Bible's about. Yeah, definitely. All right. Oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. Well, well, for sure. I'm really excited to continue on with this because it's already bonkers. (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming that Moses is going to do the things that God asked of him and go like to the Pharaoh and be like, yo, Pharaoh, we out. (laughs) And then drop Uh a mic and then bounce. Well, it's basically believe, what I think is going to happen. Just to give like a tiny preview, this this conversation with the burning bush is not yet over. What? There's is it going to last things. for like five more chapters? This no, bush be not, burning? Not that many chapters, but like there's still some more instructions that I think God is going to give before Moses is set loose on the land of Egypt. I'm really interested to hear how the Ten Commandments come to be and who decides them. Is it God? Mm. Is it a constitutional... Committee. Convention. Committee. <laughs> Convention. <laughs> well, Ten Commandments are a little bit a little bit further out. Like we need to deal with getting the Hebrews free first. Okay. And then we can deal with figuring out the laws. Well, how exciting. We can't wait to hang out with you next week and see what is in store with Moses at all. <laughs> so Bye-bye. let's let's go record what? some bonus content right now. Yes. Alright. See y'all next week. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including bonus episodes, new series, guest interviews, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. 
If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at DrunkBibleCast, on Instagram at DrunkBibleStudy, or send us an email to info at DrunkBibleStudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Jace Lindgren, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the, the, the. The theme song for the Book of Exodus is Our Story Begins by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. <laughs>